Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I am joined by Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Morning, morning. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Had a, 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 a kind of hard night with the little man. You know, he kept me up. Got up at 2am, 3am, 4am and then obviously I got up being the being the gentleman that I am, let the missus sleep in as she's working from nine. So I got up at seven thirty with him. Being baby TV from then on. <laughs> you've just said um, you've just said hello in such a jolly way. You, you said to me before we started that you were um, you weren't really at it because you'd had a poor night's sleep, and now now you're putting on this act that you're That's all kind of jolly. Just, and it's just, no, well, it's, well, I wouldn't say it's an act. I'm I'm so excited <laughs> about going and having a nap when he has a nap about ten thirty a.m. So I'm I'm absolutely I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Do you know what I mean? I'm, and not I'm doing this I'm podcast. You're more excited about your nap than doing this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. So we've got a few things to get through today. Uh, the first of which is uh, one of your uh, old clubs, the, where it all started for you, I think, and that's St Mirren. Um, we kind of touched on their game last week, but not so much their performance. I think we just ended up talking about the dodgy penalty decisions. But since then, they've they've gone to Celtic Park and they've won. They lost last night, but... Um, I watched parts of it and they, they kind of they, they put up a decent show in considering they went down to 10 men they lost their goalkeeper who's been one of their star performers uh, fairly early in the game or in the first half yeah. anyway but uh, yeah so you, you managed to see a bit of them last week how have you been how impressive have you been with uh, the job Jim Goodwin has been doing overall? Well, I've I've got to say I've been I've been very impressed with the job that Jim Goodwin's been doing and I think he's, he's speaking a lot of sense and it's something that that I guess we spoke about, we've touched on that that clubs or the powers that be, 
they don't just pull the trigger too quickly. And I think Jim's come out and says, you know, the club have shown some common sense, not just to change things. They know the work that he's putting in behind the scenes. And he said to them, he says, you know what, once I get my, my, my full squad back, you know, from, from the COVID issues uh, that they had, he says that we, we can compete. And that's exactly what they've done. And to go on the run that they have, very unlucky last night, I actually put them down to, to win last night you know because I was it was my turn to do the pundits uh, results right. uh, and I put St Mirren down to win 2-1 last night uh, Celtic to win 3-0 and uh, I said Aberdeen Livingston to be uh, to be 1-1 Livingston on fire but anyway St Mirren he's broke record after record you know the, the I think was it over 30 years or something with the, the result with Celtic uh, beating yeah Celtic he was saying the, that the, nobody in his starting lineup was born the last time they had won uh, Celtic Park shows you, it just shows you, and you know what, again, he fires home about the fans aren't there to see it. So what's what's their target? I think now they've came through that kind of dodgy period, and he says, was it, we're 10 games away from, from the split. I think it's run about that. He wants to be in the top six. Can they go and do that? Yes, they can. I think the clubs, they've got momentum. I think it's, it's a, they'll be disappointed with the defeat against Hibs last night, but like you say, losing the goalkeeper early on, he can put a positive spin on it. He says, look, we we're still competitive. We still went and got the goal uh, after after we, we, we did what we did. And I, and I just thought the momentum was with them after the results against Dundee United and Celtic. But again, the test comes now for that, that group of players. After they've experienced defeat, can they get back to winning ways? But you, you look at Jim Goodwin, you know, I, I said to you, I know him, I've done my A licence with him, he's kicked on massively. He's a very... Uh, influential person as he's got a great character he's, he's got a great way ma he manages his players you know I think he's very honest very passionate as well uh, but I think that's the aim I think if they fall short of top six I think it'll be a disappointing uh, season for, for Jim where they are now you understand so don't fall away make sure that the, he, he's a fantastic motivator as well as coach so they are in the position they're in at the minute can they just kick on can they keep putting points on the board can they keep getting those wins and I just feel that he's gave the, the, the group of players that belief to do exactly that Craig yeah I think there's I think you're right I think there's one place left uh, in the top six and I think St Mirren are looking like like you say the team with uh, the momentum behind them because Dundee United are there or thereabouts as well as are Kilmarnock Kilmarnock have just changed the manager we'll come on to them in a wee bit uh, but Dundee United seem to be heading the other way from St Mirren but yeah, yeah and, and last night the game last night um, yeah who knows how that game turns out if Anik doesn't get um, sent off it was so let, let me get this I'm looking at it now so they've got two games in hand haven't they so are they, are they games with Motherwell and Hamilton is it? Uh, one of them's definitely Motherwell because that was one of the ones that was postponed yeah. and then 3-0 and then overturned uh was the other one Kilmarnock Motherwell and then St Mirren Hamilton I, th I think you might be right yeah I think, I think you might be right so I'm looking at that now you know what with the form that they're in two games in hand let's say two games in hand with, with Rangers anyway that's, that's top of the table uh, 29 points you know what they can't they can't really catch Livingston for the form and the run that they're on even if they won the two games in hand but I think you're right it just puts that little bit of distance between them and Dundee United them and St Johnson uh, St Johnston and another and could I, come good because I think the, the consensus about St Johnston is that they've been a little bit better than their league position would suggest and I know that the league table doesn't yeah, lie in yeah. all that but I mean they are 
a team you would think that are be would be capable of putting a runner's results together and maybe putting pressure on that top six spot as well. I well, think they we, we touched on it. that last week, didn't we? We touched on that because the cup final it gives a, a kind of the, a, a motive, an extra motivation to the group of players. But again, there was there's talk that that might be put back to the following campaign, like they this, did this year. But again, I, I don't feel that they've warranted. I feel that the performances have warranted more points than what St Johnson are on. You know, with the creative players that they've got. The, go- the chances that they've missed you know so a little bit indifferent as well but they need to kind of get back to winning ways as well yeah um, the difference for them uh, was it at the weekend there uh, Melamed was back up front with Kane and he's he's looking quite good the, the Israeli they brought in and he's taken a few weeks yeah. to kind of get up to speed so I'm sure, he, I'm sure I don't know if it was two assists and a goal he got but he was definitely involved in at least a couple of the goals and um he could be the kind of missing piece that they've been looking for. It'll be interesting to see how he does between between now and the end of the season. But yeah, we're, we're kind of still on St. Miller at the moment. I wanted to kind of stick with Goodwin a wee bit. I mean, I, I've long yeah. been a fan of Goodwin. I, I liked the job he did at Aloha, um, but then when he kept them in the division as a part-time, in the championship as a part-time club, but then other people that know more about Aloha told me that it wasn't really that impressive. But since he's gone to St. Mirren, uh, you're right, he's really kind of... He's really impressed. He he he, um, he says the right things. He there was an interview earlier in the season when they were having a really poor run, and he I think it was with the club TV, and it was this really honest interview where he basically admitted to the fans that he had been getting it wrong um, up until that point of the season. He also mentioned that the COVID disruptions that they had had, but since yeah. then he kind of he brought in Jake Doyle Hayes. He changed the way that they played. He changed the setup of the team, and they've just been excellent since. I know they've had a couple of dips. That um, that very disappointing performance in the League Cup final, uh, sorry, semi final when it really mattered. But he seems yeah. to have. Um, he he's, he's really clicked on something now and he made good signings at the start of the season in defence he's added to the midfield well he's brought in players from Ireland who have developed well under him and now he seems to be trying to sort out the attack and uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he just seem, overall seems to be doing a very good job yeah well before a ball was kicked uh, recruitment's were a very important thing recruitment for me is, 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 is probably comes second to going out there and getting the result obviously the result is the, the, the priority recruitment comes straight after that and I think he has recruited well uh, even before a ball was kicked uh, you know I think uh, obviously bringing in the goalkeeper I think four of the back four of the back five you know defenders that they have you know were brought in and again he's it's a big thing for a manager to come out and say you know what maybe I've, I've got it wrong I've got it wrong because it's very easy for a club just to pull the trigger. But from what I'm hearing and from what I know and from what I'm reading as well, that he has a good relationship with the, with the powers that be there. He's talking with them all. They know exactly what he's doing. And I think it was a, a six defeats on the bounce, I think, that, that kind of really bad period that they were going through. So, so as a manager... It is very difficult. You've got to change something. You understand? You've got to bring in someone that can bring in players that can 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 not only just give you a little bit more quality and depth, but improve improve the squad. You know, and he's he's done exactly that. Uh, and like you say, the results I've, I've said that's that's what he's done. You know, I think the players have come in. They've kind of he's got his full squad back, which he was saying, look, just give me time. When everyone comes back, we can be competitive. And I think that's exactly what he's done. But like I said, I I feel Jim himself will feel disappointed if they don't if they're not in the top half when 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 they split because it is all in their hands. And that's something that he'll be saying to his players. I think they're they're allowed a little blip. I think they I think they've got room for a, for for a little error, one or two games. 
but I don't know more than that. But just get back to winning ways after that that defeat we we Hibs last night and uh, and kick on. But like you say, it's all in their hands. Which you know what, as a player, you'd rather it have it have rather it be that way for sure. Yeah, and they've had many many managers in previous years. They've they've well, that's another thing few, as well. Yeah. You touched on, isn't it? You yeah. know that they kind of that's uh, they would have kept Jack managers. Ross. Jack Ross left, but they would have kept him. But other than that, they've kind of they've sacked quite a lot of managers in recent years. Yeah, since twenty thirteen. Yeah, so the club needs stability in itself, and I think that's something that Jim will bring. You know, the longer that he's there, you know, with the philosophy that he got that he's got, you know, it'll build. It'll put good foundations in for the club to actually then be 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 a be a regular be a a competitor for that top six and then can he build recruit even better players and just keep looking up you know because you, and you compare them to like uh, what Tommy Wright done at St. Johnson you know they were getting into Europe they were finishing top six it was becoming a and that's and that's that's where that must be the kind of target that must be the aim and you know we've spoke about bridging that gap with the top two you know and, and, and even the likes of Aberdeen and, and Hibs they are a long way away from that but that is the aim so clubs like St Mirren it should be regular getting into the top six and then you know what you just never know uh, keep, keep, keep kind of moving upwards but it's, uh, it's definitely heading in the right way at the minute it definitely is and from one club who stuck by their manager during a tough spell to another who has recently let theirs go and that's Kilmarnock now Alex Dyer he left Kilmarnock by mutual consent after the 3-2 defeat to St Johnston last week they were 2-0 up in that game um, it was a little bit of a capitulation and that that, that spelled the end for him now, it was someone you interviewed uh, at the start of the season for your Black yeah. Lives Matter podcast for the no sorry Black History Month, <laughs> very different. Yeah. The Black History yeah. Month uh, podcast for the for the BBC. Um, it was always going to be a tough gig for him, following so soon after Steve Clark. Although he was a big part of the the Steve Clark um, success. Do, do you have a bit of sympathy for him though? Given, I mean, they're still in a, a relatively decent position in the league. I do. You know, uh, he knows himself that it's a result business, and as well as. When we, when we interviewed them, as as well as they were doing, there was a few kind of controversy about the the breaches and things. That was all kind of going on. He spoke very well. It's a result business, and that's something that he touched on himself, Craig. You know, I think that's why he's sitting he's sitting thinking, well, what else can I do? The the result against St Johnson, which kind of spelled the end. They were they were on top. They would scored their goals, and it's about managing games. So the players do really have to take a lot of responsibility there. Uh, I think earlier in the in, in the season, I think they, they got a good result there. You know, I think it was a draw. Uh, yeah, Kabamba uh, roughed up Julian. It was another game with exactly, Julian getting exactly. roughed up by a big striker. Yeah, it's only happened a couple yeah. of times, right enough. It just seems to get highlighted. It just always seems to be on the telly when it happens for Julian. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's a result business, and like you say, if it's mutual consent, you know, he's walked away, and it is a very kind of it's hard hard steps to kind of follow when Steve Clark and himself the success that they had. Uh, but again I think you, the players really do have to take uh, responsibility it's quite interesting uh, what, what we are talking about the remit of, of the manager uh, and what the remit of, a remit of the Kilmarnock manager or the next manager is going to be you know I think Tommy Wright's in the mix you know Robinson as well because these are these are coaches that not only improve prove the players individually but also they, they bring through young players as well you know it's all about can they and it's it's quite disappointing that well, I say disappointing, but it's the way of football now that they have to bring through a talent that's going to, it's an investment that they sell on and that then comes back into the club to recruit. And I know that's the way that football works. 
uh, the, the money in football. So uh, those two managers, I guess, would be a perfect fit. They know what the, the Premiership is all about. Uh, again, they're, they're inheriting a club with, with a good squad that has some great individuals. Uh, that ha- again has that. Uh, I guess the potential when coached and, 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 and managed and, and, and the players improved that can go and be competitive in, in the Premiership. So it's, it's I'm disappointed for Alex, you know, but again, if it's mutual consent, they've had that conversation, right? You know what? If I don't get the result against St. Johnson, right, I know that I've got to kind of, I've got to kind of walk away and move on. And it's, you don't want to see any manager. You, you want to see the manager persist, but then there's got to be a, a a clear plan transparent plan the players the foundations the, the club's getting better they're looking up rather than looking behind and that's where I guess the decision was made because they're in a bit of a kind of free fall at the minute yeah. they just need to kind of stop the rut uh, and, and that, and that and we, we thought it was going to be against St Johnson and it wasn't to be and with all the uncertainty nobody it's a season where nobody wants to go down and nobody wants to go down in the best of times obviously but I think especially yeah. this season uh, clubs really want to avoid it and Kilmarnock are a side that have been in the top division for over three decades now or something like that and yeah. I, 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 you can see why they would maybe be a wee bit worried in the w- w- with the form and how tight it is down there and um, the two people that you mentioned as well I mean I know it can be sometimes a little bit of a mugs game trying to guess who's going to be the next manager of a club sometimes they appoint an obvious club legend or something like that sometimes I mean Graham Alexander nobody when, when Stephen Robinson left the next day nobody was saying Graham Alexander's name for Motherwell were they so sometimes yeah. it can just come out of nowhere the, the who gets appointed Always. But, but you're right Tommy Wright potentially has been waiting around for a Scottish Premiership uh, club to become available and he apparently when he first left St Johnston there was this 18 month agreement that he wouldn't take another Scottish Premiership club and we're, we're past that so it could be that um, that does seem like a bit of an obvious fit because like you say he's got experience of um, of recruiting well of improving players of um, yeah. he ripped it up and started again with St Johnston at one point and did well as well he's won a cup what, one question I wanted to ask though actually was now Kilmarnock have the Kilmarnock have their plastic pitch is this something that would ever put a manager off taking a taking a job I wouldn't think so because I think we understand why the, the, these these artificial uh, pitches were brought in, you mm-hmm. know, because it is the the revenue. But again, you think you don't want games getting called off. It was actually, you know, and again, I, I believe that the, the the rent the they rent these pitches out as well. Some of them do, to yeah. actually, So that brings in massive revenue. But again, and you can train climate, on them and things like that as well. Yeah, rather exactly, than having a separate. Just, it doesn't really. It would have killed me though, Craig, because I wasn't allowed to train on, or, or, or I wasn't allowed to train on plastic pitches. Ah, you know, okay. I wasn't. That was something after my first operation. Is that to do I'm with sure your insurance? Is that yeah. how that works? No, to do with my, to do just with my, my knees. My knees would flare up, and I wouldn't be able to. So I, all the times, all the clubs that I was at, when the weather was that bad that they trained in the dome, I would always be just sent to the gym. You know, and I'd do my fitness work and that there. Uh, I was never, yeah. And even the manager, if I obviously at Burnley, well, I, I was, I was, I was one of the the, the main starters. Brian uh, Brian Laws would actually make sure that they trained on grass the day before a match, just because I would be starting and we could work on certain things. But you know, it's. But I don't think it would change a manager. I think managers they know exactly uh, what what the what these uh, what the, the the plastic pitches are all about. Look at Livingston, you know it's a, they're, they're flying, 
you know, Tommy Wright, Robinson, I don't think it would change too much. With the quality of these surfaces as well now, they are they are very, very good, very different to what they were like back in the day. Uh, I think it's going to be a very interest, interesting appointment, you know, but I think it's going to be, they're going to have a lot of CVs in because it's a fantastic job as well. Great club. Got good foundations there as well, I think, you know, the infrastructure, good young players coming through. Uh, and you know what? Not in a not in a not in a bad position. Not a bad position. So again, it's just about looking up, getting that win, getting points on the board, and uh, and just staying in the league this season. Yeah, I, I asked that because I'm sure years ago when uh, I asked about the insurance, sorry, because I'm sure I heard something years ago and I never actually got it confirmed that Stephen McLean, when he played for St Johnston, he never used to play on plastic pitches because his insurance didn't cover it or something like that. But I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it was just bollocks. Well, I'd be surprised that it would be, maybe maybe it was his, his private insurance, right. you know, understand because, but like you say, Stephen, like myself, we had a lot of operations, if it's ankles, if it's knees, uh, and... Uh, uh, it does flare up after that. So if some and Stephen, you got to remember, he didn't train or every day either. He would just come out the day before, two days before, do a little bit, but he, he managed it very, very well. Right. And then when the game when the game came, he just gave it everything. And then all of a sudden, you don't see him for 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 two three days. You understand because you have to manage players like that because he did it when it mattered. So he wouldn't be training on artificial surface and a lot of players that, that wouldn't uh, but again it's it's again it's we understand why these these uh, these teams do have them yeah and another manager who has uh, been mentioned uh, an obvious connection given he's a Kilmarnock legend is Gary Holt and he does have um recent experience of managing a team um, on a plastic pitch not that I'm trying to like fixate on plastic pitches here but he was a large part of um Livingston's success in recent years and he um, like I say he has a connection with the club so he's another name who could be in the frame yeah 100% know him very well you know you've got to remember I grew up in Kilmarnock so uh, he is a club legend Uh, again he has had success he knows what the the, the division is all about Uh, he'll have have good knowledge very good knowledge of, of the players the powers that be at the club and you know what? It wouldn't surprise me that he, he, he will definitely be one that's interviewed. Uh, I like the way that he comes across as well. Very passionate. He's got he's got great knowledge. I know there's question marks over the the power that he would probably had at Livingston if he had had much say in, in, in team selection and the way the team went about business. But I think he wants to be the main man, and I think uh, it's definitely a job that he'll be 100% interested in. Excellent. Now, let's finish off by just going through some of the listeners' questions. Last year, uh, I asked um, a couple of people to get in contact with some questions. We didn't use them all, so we're going to go through the ones that were left over. The first uh, is actually a couple of questions in here from Laura Gowans, and the first was on the five-sub rule, whether we should keep it for next year or not. Now, you're going to have to inform me here. Um, In the English Premier League, um, are are they keeping it? Is that something that they're going to keep now, or no, is it a discussion? Premier League, the English Premier League, they don't have it. Oh, they so, don't have it. Right there, you go. That's no, how much I pay only, attention in English Premier League. So, yeah, it's only in the EFL. So, ah, so okay. the seventy-two okay. clubs, Championship and below, they brought it in. The English Premier League, uh, the, the a lot of clubs voted against it because they said it was going to be beneficial for the bigger clubs because oh, they've got right, I remember better that quality of depth. So they, they they can bring on players like for like, uh, and they don't really the smaller clubs don't really want to give any more of an advantage to the bigger clubs. Right, and I understand that argument. Again, in this climate. 
you know, you, you've got the likes. I remember it was Jurgen Klopp. He was sitting saying, oh, it's, this is a must. It needs to come in, the five subs. And then in the next match, he only used two subs. So you, you understand, <laughs> we understand why there's a need for it. I feel uh, the in, in, in Scottish football, if the climate stays the same, I think it, I think it's a must. I think I think it has to stay. I think if the climate changes, you know, and and and, and the games aren't coming thick and fast, uh, then 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 it'll go back to normal. But I think if it's definitely going to be just basically making sure that the campaigns started and finished, the games come the way that they do. I think it's important to have uh, for the managers to have uh, the choice of five substitutes as well it benefits all managers and the fact that you can prepare for any scenario you understand but yeah. it does benefit the larger clubs the likes of Rangers the likes of Celtic for the fact that they've got they've got probably better quality on, on the bench uh, and they can make these substitutions uh, so again I do I do see the argument from both sides Craig yeah I think you you uh, mentioned something there that I hadn't really thought about too much to be honest because I hadn't thought about this um, th- this rule and whether it should last uh, too much but yeah I think given the period that we're in at the moment where the games are coming thick and fast there could be even more fixture pile up towards the end of the season yeah. if there's more COVID yeah. outbreaks and things like that and then taking into consideration players having COVID and then recovering from that and Exactly. Everybody recovering different from that. Yeah. So I just think, yeah, I think it. I think it definitely makes sense to if we're in this current situation to keep uh, having five subs. I, I do agree with that. The second question that uh, Laura sent in was to do with concussion subs, and uh, she says, with the current focus on dementia and ex-footballers, should football look to introduce concussion subs like rugby? Now, I think English Premier League they're going to trial them, or maybe it's in the FA Cup. And up here, they were talking yep. about doing it in the Scottish Cup, but obviously the Scottish Cup's been delayed uh, as it stands. Well, so I mean, this is something that I guess you would have thought thought about yourself, Chris. Um, yeah. In terms of uh, increased risk of dementia amongst ex-footballers and things like that, do, do you think concussion subs should be introduced? I think it, I think it's a must. I think it has to come in. It has to happen. You know, uh, I understand that they have to try things out to see uh, how, how fluent it is. Uh, but you know what? There is a lot of uh, information uh, and a lot of kind of research done that's that, that's pointing that it has to come in uh, for the fact that these governing bodies are just contemplating it you know I think it's going to be implemented in certain certain competitions uh, next season I think I think it'll be I think it needs to be it needs to be a little bit more rapid than that a little bit quicker that, that the implementation of all these comes in because it's only going to be beneficial you know I was I was I, you know I worked for Wolves TV as well and I was I was there when uh, David Luiz and Raul Jimenez mm, came that was a horrible together one, yeah. and that. David Luiz actually went finished at 16 minutes and he actually continued to have time in that game and he should have been taken off assessed now I was uh, I was uh, at Wolverhampton Wanderers when uh, Dr Matt Perry the club doctor he's one of the main the main concussion uh, specialists in, in the country and he actually brought in tests for us to do as players so we would do this in pre-season so they always had a mark where we would what we had to do the tests that we had to do yeah like a barometer or something to measure your to against, measure, yeah. to measure it and I just feel that this is where a lot of clubs are at the minute but still I just feel that all clubs would benefit from taking the player off because it's player safety by the way 
you know that's what it's all about looking after the player in the best way that they can take him off bring on a substitute if it's for 10, 15, 20 minutes and if that player's right to come back on so be it if he's not then the substitute's been made uh, and I just think that that'll work you know there's you've got to remember if it's there in rugby you know I know it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a more contact sport but there is some bad bad collisions in football and I just need to I, I feel that we need to be ready for it rather than wait for for something really bad to happen, uh, so give 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 the clubs that 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 power that they have that that substitute in place. Uh, I think it's only going to benefit the game. I think there's talk about um, to prevent it being abused. Which the thought of somebody abusing that kind of rule. I mean, it would happen. But you obviously. have to think about it, though, Craig. You have to. Because I know. I know. There is, I managers, there is managers out there to say, you know what, right? Would, I know. Okay, it's not really working for us. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm trying to say. So there has to be again. I think what they're planning on doing is allowing the opposition to make a temporary sub at the same time or something, like that. and that that would apparently that that's their one of their proposed solutions for stopping it being abused but I don't know how yeah, well that, I guess it makes sense because trust me there will be managers out there that will try and take advantage because it's the small margins yeah. if there's anything that can benefit your team uh, then then that's exactly what you do you know but uh it's all about the player safety, and I think that this ruling, if once it comes in, I think that's it's going to benefit the players, and that's and that's that's the priority, and that's the important factor of it. Did you ever have any head knocks yourself that were like as bad <laughs> as? Oh, no, I mean, you definitely had some. You were you were in the air for ninety percent of your career. But what what I'm talking about is like any really kind of any really bad ones that uh, left you floored for ages. Or I mean, did you sustain many concussions while you were playing? Uh, well, you you see, I've I've had I've had quite a lot where I had. To, I remember I played the ball got uh, smacked off me from about two meters at full pelt, and I played for about twenty minutes completely dizzy. You know, it was one of these. Yeah, it's these things, uh, Craig. I've had I've had stitches. I've had stitches down the front of my face because mm. I got studied. Uh, I've, I've went and headed the ball, scored the goal, but got studied at the same time. You know the, that one where you say, "Oh yeah, he's as brave as a lion." He's went there knowing he's going to get. It's one of them, and it's just that was a pre-season game. So what am I doing? Why? Why? Why am I? It's a pre. I don't get that. You know, you understand. So I've had I've had quite a few knocks. I've had I've broke my cheekbone. Uh, I've had I broke my nose with a clash. So again, it's. I've had some some really bad bad knocks, uh, and I just feel that when I broke my nose again, it was 16 minutes into a live Sky game. I carried on, played the full 90 minutes actually, and that's one of them that I was told on the bus going home. You know what? Try not to sleep tonight. Try to stay up for as long as you can, but you still got a three four hour journey on the bus back from Preston back down to London. So you just, I have had a few, and I understand why. But it's taking too long for it to come in. This, this, this should. We've been speaking about this for years now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the research. We we know that, you know, that dementia and 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 football players. It's it's definitely there. It's evident. So it needs to happen. Yeah, I agree. There was the Amanda Amanda Capel. Uh, she led a campaign. She was an ex, sorry. She was the she is the widow of an ex Sunday United player who died of. I think it was dementia a couple of years ago, and she was fighting for rights for um, oh, something to do with um, caring, caring being funded before a certain age. I think the only it, so it was before that it was only um, after a certain age that you were that you got 
funding for caring for somebody yeah. with dementia. It was something along those lines, and she got like a change in the law. That, that uh, so yeah, there, there have been various campaigns that have been highlighting this kind of thing for for, for for years and years now. Yeah, um, we're almost at time. I've just got one quick question to ask you from Duncan Mackay of Duncan and Duncan Fame, and he was just asking, what other sports do you enjoy playing and watching? Well, I'm I'm very good at table tennis. Uh, really, I, love, I never saw that uh, coming. Yeah, Mate, unbelievable. Well, we've had table tennis. All, all the clubs that we've had, uh, there's always been a table tennis table there. Oh, okay. So I've, I've got I've got a bit of that. I like going away on holiday and there's always a wee table tennis comp. And uh, and uh, yeah, I usually smash that. I remember for the first <laughs> six months when I first got with my missus, she said that she's very good at table tennis. And then we went on our first holiday and there was a table tennis table. And I, I was so disappointed and I said that to her I says you've built this up if I, I said to her I said, if I can record you with my phone as I'm playing you it means that you're not that good sweetheart okay but no table tennis I like tennis as well uh, I'm a very strong swimmer so yeah I'm quite active I played for Scotland schools uh, basketball so I've got a wee bit you know so it's one of them Rounded so I'm, sportsman. I'm, I've, always been, I've always been quite active so, uh, but there's the ones that uh, I'm not so mobile anymore. So I think uh, table tennis does it for me. I've got I've got a good reach. I can I've got good movement around the table and things. But no, I put that up there. What about watching? Uh, watching, uh, you know what I, I do? I like. Well, yeah, I watch the boxing and, and UFC. You know, I, I do watch. I watch them. It's uh, obviously the, there's football. It's part and parcel of the job. I don't really watch rugby, not no no cricket, Formula One. You know, sometimes you, you you can lose a couple of hours. Just you're thinking, yeah, you get into it. But I'd probably say uh, more so it's the, the boxing and, and UFC that I'll 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 get up at five a.m. to to kind of take a take one of the kind of headline headline fights. In. I know the best ones are always on at rotten times, aren't they? Oh, terrible, terrible, mate. I'm used to up with a little man anyway, so I'm all good. Anyway, that's us. If any other listeners have questions or if I've missed any, resend them, send them in and we'll get to them over over the coming weeks. But yeah, that's us. Chris, enjoy your week and I'll catch you next week. Pleasure as always, mate. That's me, nap time, mate. I'm going to get the little man, put him in his cot and then bed. Enjoy your nap. Absolute (laughs) pleasure, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.